Hello and welcome to Bitten by Radioactive Podcast, where we give power surname. I hope you all had a very nice, happy, joyous, restful Easter, but is back to work. Not just for us, but for you as well. That sounds really kind of suspicious, but, you know, the superhero factory requires all of us in unison to generate the ideas. You might not know it, but you are also a very important part of the process, listeners. Uh, however, two way more important parts of this process are my good buddies, Jade Sarson and Josh Randall. Do you guys want to build a superhero from scratch? I don't know. I think we've got to talk about unionizing this factory because, like... Listen, I can replace you. Whoa, like that. Whoa. that was fast. You are dis- disposable. I Oof. can I can switch you out with far more talented individuals. Oh, yeah? Who's going to make the art for you then? I think we should let Dean do the legwork of yeah. this. Uh, okay, so for this week, neither Jade nor I are going to think of the first idea for this hero. Yep. Are you sure you want that? Are you sure you want this? Who? <laughs> <laughs> God, I'm worried that my recommendation has already influenced this episode somehow <laughs> subliminally. Oh, is it an Animal Farm uh, graphic novel? <laughs> no, but it's about a, a strong group of friends having a breakup. Oh, then well, I, that sounds like a good way of you segueing into your recommendation, Jade. Exactly. That's a good point. We all read comics just to like put some fuel in the tank to make sure we got the the best inspiration we can when we're making our superheroes because what what goes in also comes out. So, Jade, what's your tale of good friends and breaks up, breaks ups? Ah, well, it's uh, The Fifth Beetle, the Brian Epstein story. <laughs> it's uh, a large format comic that I've been wanting to read for ages. Because um, I know shit all about the Beatles. I don't care about the Beatles. Wow. I really don't. Um, but the artwork just stunned me, so I had to pick it up. Um, it's written by Vivek J. Tiwari, uh, and the art is by Andrew C. Robinson with Kyle Baker. Uh, and fuck me, the art. Oh my god. I, like, it's stunningly good. It's mm-hmm. beautiful. Um, I can't wait to cherry pick some delicious pages uh, to post on <laughs> our Twitter. Um, if I could describe it, and I'm going to have to, uh, it's softly chiseled. Yeah. So I've like, seen a few pages and it, yeah, like yeah, nice yeah. and chiseled, good shapes, good, mm-hmm. very good colors. So the the art process basically is like, um, I mean, with it being set mostly in the 60s, it makes sense for it to have a very 60s illustration vibe. So there's kind of a combo of uh, strong line work with a more painterly style. Hmm. Uh, but the best thing is that the kind of, I'm just flipping through, just trying to <laughs> get inspiration for describing it. Uh, the way they've arranged the panels is that they've kind of done um, more graphic designy line work on like crowds and background elements, so less important bits. And then they've done more painterly, slightly more realistic styles with the focal points. So your eye is always drawn to the most important bit of the image. Yes, it's very it's, good comics. It's wonderful. I can't believe they made me this interested in a Beatles story. <laughs> with, with <laughs> I mean, like that—that only like one of the most important bands in the 20th century. It's no big deal. But it's I think fine. that's probably the other great thing about it is that the story itself isn't technically about the Beatles. It's about the fifth Beatle, Brian Epstein. So he was there. I guess you'd call him the manager, but he kind of 
didn't start as the manager. He just was a fan that was obsessed with kind of catapulting them to success. He wasn't like originally um, a manager of anyone else. Like the Beatles were his first project. Yeah, the story is mostly really focused on him and his kind of journey through becoming a manager, trying to, you know, send these boys to major success, but also dealing with being gay in uh, Liverpool, which is fucking brutal. Hmm. Like, the book opens with him getting beaten up, and I did not enjoy that. But the rest of the book is just vibrant and wonderful, and even though it has, like, a really shitty ending it it's worth the journey excellent a very good recommendation jade yeah did you learn something about the beatles um john was a cunt josh what's your oh. recommendation <laughs> whoa um <laughs> sorry. <laughs> sorry i'm sh- shell-shocked um okay my uh comic uh, that i've been recommending this week is a it's a pretty short um story um i got it from shortbox a couple of months ago um, it's called Homunculus, and it's by Joe Sparrow. Mm, yes. Um, and it's this cool little story about this AI named Daisy. Daisy is basically a box in a office um, created by this uh, engineer named Veronica, and mm. the entire comic is done in POV from Daisy's point of view. Oh, I love that. Yeah, um, I've seen about this. It looks very good. It looks very fun. Yeah, the main reason I actually wanted to kind of recommend it this week is because I remember... Last week, I think we talked mostly about um, paneling and how mm-hmm. we kind of get annoyed sometimes by nine or like three panels. Mm-hmm. Um, Homunculus is done entirely in three panel strips. Okay. Um, but it works really well. And it especially, it really um, expresses how well kind of time um, kind of progresses. Mm. Yeah. Because like it does take over like a long space of time and it kind of works well with the fact that occasionally Daisy is turned off. Ooh. It it keeps like the pace quite nice. Yeah. Yeah. Um. But yeah. No. I can't. I won't say much because I mean it is quite a short little book, but it is really good. Uh, the art for like Veronica is like the humans in the story are kind of really quite round and bouncy. Hmm. Yeah. Um. Colors are vibrant. There's a lot of nice little. The color palette's quite nice. Ooh. Ooh. Color talk. A little bit of color talk going on. I do Easy. love me colour. It's, it's, it is quite pastely in places, and yeah, it's just like... As Jade's done, I'm just now flicking through my copy, and it is <laughs> just really nice. Um, there's like nice little funny bits, there's nice little sad bits, like it's a range of emotions in a very small kind of format, and yeah, mm-hmm. no, it's a really fun little book. Excellent. Uh, well, without... Without any hyperbole, I will say I have the best recommendation this week. That's the um, thing. Like, Josh and I have picked truly beautiful pieces of work. And now we have Dean's, which... Mm. Is this going to be a roll of the dice? No, well, you know what was announced about a week or two ago? It was uh, this thing called Star Wars, The Rise of Skywalker. We all saw the trailer, and it was very nice. And it had Emperor Palpatine coming back from the dead. Anyway. P- I potentially. Think, I Potentially. Uh, I looked at my shelf and I was like, what Star Wars stuff do we have? And I found the Star Wars Episode 1 manga. <laughs> and oh my, oh my goodness. Now, uh, it, it's Kia Asimir, right? It's Kia Asimir, yep. Okay. Um, who illustrated it. And I couldn't find a writer, but I did find a credit for Story by George Lucas. So... <laughs> 
Um, it it checks out really because it is like almost uh, a line for line adaptation of uh, the first half of the film. I only got volume one. I'm you know I'm hungry for more, but <laughs> I did not know that there was a Phantom Menace manga. I'm pretty like, sure I've got them all right. I, I kind of both hope not and hope so uh, because well you get a great idea of what's coming because there's like a a sexy kneeling Watto on the cover. What? <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'll, I'll post it up on the uh, the Twitter, but I think that sort of sets the tone of like, you. it's Star Wars, but not quite. Is it quite tongue-in-cheek then? It's just so... Or, the, or is it not intentionally, but like they'll put Not in, intentionally. But is like, Jar Jar Binks kawaii? <laughs> Jar Jar Binks, I tell you what, he has some good manga expressions, but he is absolutely incomprehensible um all of his dialogue is sort of uh phonetical <laughs> uh, phonetic sorry so like you can i had to stop i had to skip like all the dialogue between him and uh boss nass because it was just it A was mess. too much for me <laughs> um but other highlights include uh obi-wan's cleft chin which is just beautiful <laughs> uh, there's highlight? There's a spelling mistake on page two. <laughs> um, so the the paneling, like they, poor Kia had to choose what to panel and what not. So some things got like compressed to heck and some things didn't. Like um, actions will just happen. Uh, the great, uh, great example is when they're all having dinner at Anakin's house and like instead of Jar Jar sort of flicking their tongue in and out, grabbing stuff. He's just like playing with it on his tongue. And then <laughs> Qui-Gon's talking about Jedi reflexes. And instead of like snapping and grabbing the tongue as it flicks out, it just looks like he just goes over and like picks, <laughs> picks Jar Jar's tongue and says, oh. don't do that. And it's like, <laughs> that was kind of like, you know, reinforcing a point in the film. That's fine. It's, it's a beautiful mess. Um, well, that's the just... thing, like, Asamiya is a very talented artist, and they've worked on some other, you know, great stuff I can't name any right now, but it's, like, mm. mostly sci-fi, so they seem like a perfect pick. Yeah, all but... the machines are, like, yeah, they're, they're yeah. really well rendered, like, all yeah. the droids especially. Uh, it's just, <laughs> they had to adapt George Lucas' yeah, story. Yeah, that's the and problem. Not... <laughs> and I feel like maybe if it was edited and sort of chopped and changed a little bit, because, like... It's it's manga as fuck. It is manga AF. Like all all the paneling is just like just strewn everywhere. Um, there's like these super dramatic reaction shots. Like, like I said, Jar Jar gets to like have a sweat drop every once in a while. But like Star Wars Episode One wasn't a very good film. <laughs> How in any way is this a recommendation? <laughs> it's it's a uh, an interesting piece to behold. To be fair, we we swapped very quickly to calling these recommendations, but we did start out with these as just, what were you reading this week? Hmm. Well, we're used to reading good things. Yeah. But th- this is an education, though. It's it's an education in story editing. You can be a ponce and enjoy it ironically. Uh, thank you to my friend Chris <laughs> for giving me the pile of Star Wars manga. Yeah, cheers for I was going to say, where, uh, where did you get hold of this? I think... I think we have, we, like, have Return of the, we have Return of the Jedi, A New Hope. I think we have Empire as well, and some an, another um, another prequel one, but I don't know. Anyway, uh, check them out. They're dumb and interesting, and <laughs> they're probably like ninety nine p for a volume on eBay or something. 
It has sexy Watto on the cover. And we'll, we'll take these three inspirations of like <laughs> two like beautifully told stories that like have these poignant themes in Star Wars Episode One with sexy Watto. And we're going to crush them all together in like a, a story compactor and then come out with a superhero. I mean, we rarely um, ever do. We, well, sometimes we do. Like, it's unconscious, though. I'm sure if we, uh, like, really dug deep into the episodes that we've already done, we could, like, dig out all the references to what we've read. It's okay. unconscious. Let's, let's, let's move on to the conscious end of things. Yeah. Uh, you have the generator, yes? I have got a generator. Um, it's an odd one. I never thought this would be something that someone would sit down in, like, their house and just be like, hmm, I wonder what my name for this would be. You know, like, you're with your friends, you're having brunch, and you're like, hey... Janice. <laughs> hey, Janice. If, if you had to be a this, what would you be? And I'm like, well, I don't know, Josh. If only there was some sort of name generator. Is it the brunch name generator? No, it's not. Have you ever wondered what your tarot card name would be? Oh. <laughs> uh, hmm, see, that I don't hate that. The amount of media that sort of like riffs on tarot cards mm. and their meanings and fucking just... But the thing Uses is, that I, symbolism. I didn't know there was like an extended universe for tarot cards. I literally thought they were just... Well, like the 12, 13 in the in Yeah, the deck. I just thought they were like the persona ones, you know, star, tower, turn them Emperor. upside down. Yeah. But this isn't. This is a three-stage name generator. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now, bear in mind with the tarot cards, they do tend to be like emperor and stuff like that. They've kind of taken that, and then they've, just, then they've just decided to add stuff to it. Okay. And you know, the, it's the expanded tarot universe. <laughs> I mean, that's effectively what we're going to be doing today. I'm not sure if we want to play that in. Wait, no, I'm not going to say this, because, Dean, it's up to you to figure out the first idea. Yeah. Um, <laughs> who would like to find out their tarot card name Me. first? Okay, look, Jade. Um, well, basically, I should mention what the three stages are. We've mm-hmm. got the first letter of your first name. Mm-hmm. The second one, I know you're going to groan at. Um, which is the last digit of your phone number. <laughs> There's a lot of other numbers in your phone number. If you just want to choose a random number, that's I will fine. choose a random number, yeah. And then there's the month of your birthday. This does okay. seem a bit like a way to get into your bank account. Maybe a little, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Should I get on my D&D dice? And just <laughs> get a D12. Um, and what they've done with the letter of your first name, they've also decided to split it into male and female. Uh, which I don't like. However, where's, where's, where's my bit? Where's the middle? Um, Can we the, quickly quick click both at the same time? Well, I mean, <laughs> at, on the, at the same time, it is going to kind of work out well for Jade and I, as we do have the oh, first. Oh, I guess you can split them a little bit. Yeah, yeah. You can be the male, and Jade can be the the nun. We will um, find a way to click click off both of them. Okay, doke. Um, Jade, you are queen. Okay. Um, last digit of your phone number, or a random number between one or one uh, zero and nine. Four. Of Frozen. Qu- wait, Queen of Frozen or Queen Frozen? Queen of Frozen. Okay, Queen of Frozen. Uh, Month well, of your my birthday. birthday is public knowledge, so <laughs> it's June. June. Rainbows. <laughs> Queen, of Queen of Frozen Rainbows. rainbows. <laughs> like, that's that's all right. That's a that's like a seven out of ten idea. That sounds like a hella sparkly villain. I'm not sure what it would. If you were to shuffle a tarot card, and you're like, yeah, you've got the tower, this means this, you've got the star, this means this, and yet you've then you've got the, the queen of frozen rainbows, and that means this. Wait, what? 
<laughs> um, you can have frozen luck. Do me next. Dane is me, 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 me. emperor. Ooh. Um, number between zero and nine. Uh, two of infinite. E and September moons. Emperor of infinite moons. It just seems a bit outlandish. <laughs> a little bit out there. It's very cosmic. It sounds. It just sounds a little, little, little Jack Kirby-ish. Mm. Um, but I do not have the Jack Jack Kirby chops. <laughs> I, I can't do anything with this, with this name, with this tool. Oh, you're gonna have to, Dean, very yeah. shortly. But let's find out Josh's name. Um, I am King. Okay. Of shimmering. Ooh. Hearts. Ooh. Now, whilst whilst that's good, I would mention that we have had a heart hero in the last month. Yes. We have, so let's rule that out. We've had a few hearts, ain't we? So, so let's pick uh, frozen rainbows or infinite moons. I, I like frozen rainbows, man. You, you guys are always banging on about doing another like ice villain. Mm. Let's go. Let's go with that one, Dean. What do you think? Yeah. What's your initial ideas? It has to be good. Don't fuck it up. Hmm. Queen of frozen rainbows. Mm-hmm. Well, it seems like. Perhaps this is a villain that may not specifically use ice as in frozen water, but maybe they use crystals and that sort of comes into the rainbow aspect because when light shines through a crystal or like a a prism or whatever, it turns into a rainbow. So maybe that can be one aspect of this villain. Mm -hmm. That's my first idea. Mm -hmm. Not bad, not bad. That was a solid, that was more solid than I thought I'd get from you. Mm. Ha! (laughs) Didn't believe in me. I... I'm on this podcast for a reason, and it's not just to say <laughs> hello. The podcast, um, but perhaps um, maybe this villain. Um, hmm. Okay, I need uh, someone else can give me a second idea. I- I'm I'm all out. I'm done. I'm finished. Hmm. Well, you mentioned something about freezing luck, and like that that does spark something in me. Like freezing someone's joy, freezing someone's rainbows is very metaphorical kind of thing yeah but if you were to freeze a rainbow wouldn't that sustain it so ah. if anything it could be sustained luck mm-hmm. but then like we've been watching twilight the twilight zone right mm-hmm. and there's <laughs> i thought uh, you're gone with just twilight then i was thinking this sparkly yeah. <laughs> don't know how that's gonna go it fits uh but there's an episode of twilight zone that's kind of famous where a guy uh he gets killed he's like this rubber guy and he gets killed and then he goes to the afterlife and he has this guy that says, oh, you can have whatever you want. But he's a big gambler. So he keeps uh, going to this casino in this afterlife. And he keeps winning. And he's like, oh, my God, this is amazing. But then, of course, after a while, it's like, oh, no, I only win. This must be hell. So maybe that can be like a, a form of punishment by freezing someone's luck. Uh, may- m- m- maybe. Is that anything? I-, I get what you're saying. So, like, you're you're saying, like they'd freeze in place something not necessarily luck like a a rainbow so like the thing Mm. that brings them joy but then it becomes like because it's frozen in place it has bad repercussions rather than good yeah it becomes boring and meaningless Mm. this is these are all like big ideas though like i i had another one go on which is that maybe it's an uh, a misunderstood villain and so in freezing uh the the good thing in place uh, they have the initial reaction we had, which is, oh no, this villain has, you know, destroyed this thing. 
And then they realize they are, oh, actually, they froze it in place so that it never goes away. Hmm. See, that could be interesting. Like, oh, the, the farmer's crops are dying. Why if I freeze the sun in place and then... You know, you can it can always grow. This is on the tier of like Piccolo blowing up the moon. <laughs> but but it turns out we also need the night because people <laughs> like sleeping. This sounds like another another dumbass hero or villain or whatever. I think this is uh, a villain that thinks they are a hero, and everyone else is like, "No, you're a fuck up. You're a villain." <laughs> I can't help but feel that's one of your favorite character archetypes on this show. Um, Did we have one quite recently? But it was a hero who everyone thought was a villain. We had, um, oh, Winegum's dad, who uh, was a colossal fuck-up, but their kids kind of solved their problems for them. Um, mm. I'm trying to think of one, though. I can't think of any recently. If, if we can't think of one, we might as well go for one. Come on. Mm. Let's hop on the, the dumbass train. Choo-choo. So let's think of examples. Um, freezing the sun in place is... Very good, and also shows just how powerful their freezing powers are. <laughs> yeah, I mean, they, are the, they are the queen of it. So uh, yeah, it's true. It's true. Um... Uh, you could also maybe uh, there's floodwaters coming or like a, a tsunami or something. You could freeze that water in place, um, but maybe they only freeze like the the initial wave, so it sort of like flows over the top anyway. But it's just a lot slower. Um, Can we go with? Um, not necessarily freezing using ice. Like you said, kind of go for more uh, freezing things in place. Oh, I, yeah, I guess that sort of only happened like that because, yeah. I just, uh, yeah, I, I know. I just wanted to make it clear that we're not just, like, talking about it in the, the ice sense. <laughs> what if they, like, freeze, like, someone's pet is, like, sort of very old and... Like, they're starting to slow down, they're on their last legs, and, like, some child's like, oh, I don't want you to go, and then they're just like, don't worry, kid, ping, freezes the, the, the dog or the cat in place, and, well, they won't die, but they also won't really do anything else, either. They're just kind of like a, a block of frozen dog. <laughs> What's that dog from fucking Futurama? Seymour. Is that its name? I'm pretty sure that's his name. Yeah, I think it's Seymour. Hmm. Well, well, that... <laughs> Just imagine Seymour frozen for a thousand years. But um, visually, I think it would be cool if we can go back to the thing you suggested where when they freeze stuff, it's like it starts clear and then kind of light catches whatever this crystal-like thing is. I yeah. kind of like the idea of like almost maybe them using like crystals and then light refraction and kind of projecting rainbows out that way yeah yeah i thought that would be cool as well like it, so, it, it exudes joy even though the, mm. this this hero is like yes i've just done something cool look rainbows yeah happiness and then the person's just like what the fuck have you done <laughs> maybe that's like part of their costume then maybe that's like what their cape is made out of maybe like a very like almost like a, a scaly cape but the scales are like crystals that sort of refract the light i'm gonna put a veto on that one We've had a light-based cape very recently. We have, yeah. Did we? Uh, it was the one who had like star constellations in their yeah. cape. Ah, oh. that's fine though. I like the idea of um, sort of refracted crystals though, so we could get was... something like a suit made out of that or something. I was oh thinking like dowsing crystals, like having loads of like little crystals hanging from their fingers. Ooh, ooh, that's interesting. That's gonna be fun to draw, Jade. Okay, so. I feel like we've got like a good sort of basis for a character. They're dumb. 
they're trying hard, <laughs> but they're just they're they're not doing it. Public kind of dislikes them to the point of almost pushing them to villainy. I'm trying to think that there was like a really good example of um, someone who wasn't necessarily a hero, but like uh, townspeople would see them coming. They'd be like, I'm here to help. And they'd be like, no, not you. Anyone but you. Oh, there's, oh, there's been a few of those. It's There's one on the tip of my tongue. I'll think about it and come back. But You'll, um, you'll bless it at the top of your lungs. Oh, I will. <laughs> um, but yeah, so personality-wise, I guess they are a very happy-go-lucky person. Hmm. I think so. Uh, they've just got these these powers. Maybe Hercules! Uh, it was Hercules. Sorry. Oh, yeah. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, he's a little bit like that. <laughs> Yeah. What, what was it like when he was young? Yeah, he, when he was young, and he like he's like, "Oh, you need some help, or you need an extra guy," and like the pottery guy's like, "Jeez, yeah. Hercules, it's you." <laughs> okay, good, very good. So yeah, um, her- basically a young Hercules. That's the kind of energy we're going for here. I feel like maybe as a kid, this uh, the Queen of Frozen Rainbows was like they had their cow their their powers from quite a young age, and mm. you know, as as a kid. Like, um, maybe they're using these powers on certain things. They're, like, freezing their toys or, like, maybe they're, they're freezing other kids. Maybe they're freezing bullies uh, before they, like, bully someone else or whatever. Or they freeze the person who's about to be bullied so they wouldn't be hurt by the buddy's punches or whatever. But all the, the adults around them were just like, oh, they'll, they'll grow out of it. You know, they'll, they'll learn, they'll learn the, the error of their ways. <laughs> but they didn't. I love the, this impression of parents that are like, They'll figure it out. <laughs> He'll be fine. <laughs> my my child can like... freeze things in place, but you know they'll they'll, they'll work it out. This, like this all the other parents wrong. are just gesturing wildly. <laughs> like, have you not seen? <laughs> maybe they just like they. Um... <laughs> maybe they have like this really tasty cake or something or some other treat, and they just like freeze it to their tongue so they can always taste. It. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. <laughs> <laughs> like I gotta eat it further. <laughs> oh you, oh queen, you'll you'll learn. That's very good. <laughs> I guess they've got kind of like hippie-ish, like very easygoing like, parents. Yeah, easygoing parents that are you know they don't they don't want to quash their inner child, but you should have. They're super powered. Like their parents are super encouraging, so they're like, oh, that was actually a really clever idea. We're gonna have to take you to the dentist though. <laughs> <laughs> Freezes their mouth in place some more. But hey, you'll get a lollipop at the end kid freezes the lollipop <laughs> <laughs> back to square one yes very okay. good I, I i like this very much i guess i guess maybe that sort of uh that sort of dictates this character's personality a little mm. bit maybe they're a little bit more creative and artistic and you know not so chained down to society as some other uh some other people yes perhaps they think outside the box quite a lot you know that ties into a film that we we uh, recently saw and was mild on, you know, Unicorn Store. Oh yeah, which which was like a eh, film, but it had some it had some good themes in it. Uh, good themes played way over the top, but you know the the, the childishness versus the adult ishness. Maybe that's sort of a key conflict in this character's uh in this character's world. Hmm. What do you think, Josh? Hmm. Hmm. I do like the um I do like that Hercules aspect. Mm. Like enthusiastically throwing themselves into helping people even where it's not wanted. Yeah. I suppose it, I've I'm just trying to think of um cuz it seems like we've got that pretty 
well down. I was just thinking, like, how they how they got into superhero-ness. Mm. Perhaps they, um, what with having been brought up by super positive um, reinforcement, like, constantly, uh, whenever they were out and about just in daily life as they've grown up, they would see problems or seeming problems and assist and not really interpret the the wails and complaints as negative feedback. Yeah. Like, every, they'd be like, oh, no need to thank me. <laughs> <laughs> no, you've, you've frozen my dog. Please. Yeah, you're welcome. Wink. <laughs> and then carry on walking. <laughs> I, ca- I kind of want to see how you visually represent this now. Um, okay. So they're sort of very much towing the line between heroism and villainy. Yeah. Um, they definitely don't see themselves as a villain, market themselves as a villain. I'd say they're less of a villain. That's not necessarily the Yeah, term. villain seems quite extreme. More like public yeah. nuisance. <laughs> the, the nuisance hero, yeah. Queen of Frozen Rainbows. <laughs> Even that name, fucking Queen of Frozen Rainbows. That is, is a, very, a name like... a kid would come up with. <laughs> yeah. And they stuck with it. That's like your your first email account that you've stubbornly carried on using. <laughs> What it is, is that Queen has drawn themselves with this ridiculous looking costume as a, when they were a kid. Yeah. Their parents put it on the fridge and they've kind of idolised it ever since. Mm-hmm. They're like, I'm going to grow up to be that, that right there. Yeah. Like every time they've tried, they haven't even tried to take it down. Mm. Like it's just been there. So like they get to like, I'm not sure how old we're thinking Queen's going to be. Mm. But like they get to, say they did it when they were five, they're 10 years old. It's still pride of place four mm. magnets boom 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 this thing ain't moving and just it just keeps on staying there and it's like maybe it's, they think it's like the pinnacle of yes. what they've mm. like i'm never gonna get better than that maybe or something no that sounds also, too hard also their par- their parents are super proud of them mm. even while they're being like a complete nuisance <laughs> you know what we're gonna let you freeze that in place but can you honey can you please not have it frozen so hard in place that we can't open the fridge. Could you loosen it just a little bit? Oh my god, yeah, that works. Yeah, it, it brought them joy in themselves. I just thought it was just going to stay there, but I didn't even think of the idea that Queen has stuck it there because it brings them joy. Can we just need to get the milk, please? Ah, speaking of uh, using the power, uh, just coming back to it, um, I think as the potential to not just be freezing stuff in place, like maybe freezing stuff in time, you could have. Uh, the potential for like some Groundhog Day situations where someone's like, I wish this date would never end. Mm-hmm. Gotcha! Snap! <laughs> <laughs> Can we have that, but sort of in the person's mind, they're like replaying the same day or whatever, but like in reality, they just got like a big block of ice around their head. <laughs> and they're just like in like Crystal, a sort of... not ice. Cr- mm. Crystally ice, whatever. And they're just in some sort of waking coma. Oh my god, that's dark. You're welcome. <laughs> do, 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 do. <laughs> how, how do they even? How do they even do that? It's a comic. Don't don't try and steal this away from. <laughs> no, me. I'm just trying to figure out how we're going from like refracted light into yeah, they're in a crystal coffin. They will never wake from <laughs> this same day over and over again. I guess I was thinking like maybe they form these crystals and they don't necessarily. It's it's like a like a, a visual effect that represents their power, like. The crystals don't necessarily need to stay in place. Like, for example, with the picture on the fridge. So, like, hmm. they, they hold out their hands and crystals, like... What what was it? The dowsing crystal things? Yes, but fuck that. Oh. I've thought of a better way. 
Okay. You know when you um, when you try and picture frame something, mm-hmm. when you put your hands together in like the two L's and then put it out in like a diamond shape. Oh yeah, yeah. What if they were to kind of use that as like a framing device? Mm-hmm. So like, um, say I this food is so good, I never want, I just want to eat it forever. Yeah. So Queen would go up to them with their hands in the this kind of aspect and they'd kind of put it over the food mm-hmm. and then maybe they'd kind of expand out their arms and then that would kind of create the crystal or like mm-hmm. the light Ooh. refraction oh okay you know what I mean? then, you, then yeah. you've got like a cool visual you can do like when they fl- sort of form the frame with their fingers like maybe whatever's in that frame gets like bathed in a rainbow light yeah mm-hmm. that's what I'm thinking yes and then the crystal would form around that or what have you or uh, however People want to visually represent that superpower. Also, it could work quite well in terms of panelling for a comic. For sure. I, I've just been running through several like uh, layouts for the, the illustration using this. <laughs> uh, okay, so we, we've talked at length about powers and representations and like the character and their core. You want to talk what, about scenarios, don't you? What about like, story? Um, ah. What about narrative? Like, How are we going to put this character in certain situations. I mean, I guess it's can, quite easy. Can we easy. put them in a bank job? <laughs> well, first, may I bring up the son situation again with the farmer? Mm-hmm. I feel like that perhaps could be one of their um, biggest freeze moments. Maybe early on when they've started wearing their new superhero costume. Yeah. So like, it's not something they do as a kid. It's something they do when they they start seriously being like, no, I'm going to go out and help people. This is my job now. Um, (laughs) and they they go they go ham for their first thing yeah and and then it causes like a major ruckus and it's perhaps the first thing where they're like maybe i should rein it back a little just for now they're not ready for the full flashy me we'll we'll work our way up to that (laughs) i guess that would put them on the map yeah i guess this is kind of like um it reminds me of that scene in bruce almighty where they like Lasso the moon and oh, yeah. it just causes like <laughs> tidal waves in yes. like other continents. But yeah, ma- yeah. So I guess they would go out. They they do the sun job. Uh, people would hate that, and so that sort of puts them on the back foot. I guess that that's also oh. constantly in the background for the rest of the comic. M- yeah, maybe just- the rest of the comic is them trying to regain their reputation because everyone hates that. them after the sun incident. Yeah, yeah. And maybe they haven't figured out quite how to solve the sun incident yet. There's no nighttime anymore in this comic. So, yeah, in this comic, there is no nighttime. Maybe until the end. Maybe that can be something they try and sort out. Oh, that'd be great. The sun's setting on the rainbow. Oh. Oh, that'd be nice. Like, the final, like, scene in the comic would be that they finally manage to move the sun. And as the sun kind of goes, does something, it creates a rainbow from, like, oh, suddenly the weather's fine and the rains can start again. Yeah. And that creates its own rainbow. (laughs) <laughs> and also there would be night in this comic because the other side of the yeah. earth would be in constant darkness oh yeah yeah so only if the the, the queen travels to yeah. the other side oh god that has some real bad like climate implications yep. though what's on the other side of the earth the amazon rainforest that can survive like a, a few weeks without sun right no yep. no queen that puts a real ticking clock in the comic then mm. Maybe, maybe like the first like issue or something, or the first like arc can have it end with the sun 
No, I, I want this to be yeah. like lean into the comedy aspect of it and just have this frozen sun be a constant. That's the like, context for this story. I actually want it to be the first page, like some sort of framing devices. On June thirtieth, everyone was out <laughs> enjoying the sun, and then the sun never moved. No, no, they, they were out enjoying the sun, and then someone, this poor, regretful someone, made the erroneous error. The saying, erroneous error. Yep. <laughs> It was that, it's it a was comedy. That bad. It's a comedy comic. <laughs> you got to lean into it. Yeah. The erroneous error of stating that they wish this hot day would never end in front of, and then you have our hero enter the scene. Queen of frozen rainbows. Mm-hmm. Okay, fine. So it might not even be the. It's not even going to be like a farmer or something, mate. Well, no, it could actually still be a farmer. They could be like, man, my crops haven't had this such great coverage in ages. I wish this day would never end. Or you could do something like. Some bailers Everyone's at the like beach and they're like, Man, yeah, yeah. this is so good. I just wish this day would never end. And then that could be the thing. Excellent. You want to do a bank job, Josh. Oh, yeah. I, I think it would be quite interesting because like, I'm guessing maybe the bank robbers, that brings them joy to rob banks. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I'm just wondering how that would work out. I think for this to be a good gag series, there needs to be like a, a trigger statement for using the powers so like with the sun it was oh i wish this this i wish the sun would never go down something like that yeah um, so with the bank job it's like something to do with the the theft of the money so like um i, I could swim in this money forever and they're just trapped in <laughs> in the fucking vault oh man i i love i love all these guns uh. That's Freeze a little too guns. straightforward perhaps <laughs> i love all of this crime i'm doing <laughs> Uh, okay, so I, 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 they would help the robbers, unfortunately. Soz, soz civilians. No, no, that's the thing. It's always got a backfire. Mm. Awesome. Okay, right, I got it. So maybe they open the vault and they're like, oh, I love all this money. And then uh, yeah. <laughs> the queen's like, well, you could just stay with the money then. Just stay in here. They and they mind. try and escape. And <laughs> now that's what I like. Yeah, that's good. There, there you go. That's comedy writing. That's kind of what I was going for with the swimming and money, but it wasn't clear enough. Mm. Of course, no one has a no one has a Scrooge McDuck vault. Yeah, yeah, that's not what a bank vault is. Jake. I know, <laughs> but it's a comedy series. <laughs> oh, what are they going to be like anthropomorphized animals now as well? No! <laughs> <laughs> you can't lean into the comedy, Jay. All right, all right. It seems I, I made an erroneous error. <laughs> <laughs> that's going to be on the tagline. <laughs> They made an erroneous error, <laughs> making them a hero. Anyone got any any last ideas? Any more ideas? Hit me. I mean, do they have any friends? Which sounds like a, a harsh question to ask, but at this point, do they? Yes, but they're very careful about what they say <laughs> around them. Some sort of like, I guess the, the easy comedy thing would be to sort of pair them with a straight man. You know, straight- you know what this is like? I, I've had um, relatives who... You, you perhaps go on a, a day out with them and you make a passing comment, like you walk past some kind of tat shop or whatever and you point at like something really she, I don't know, um, a, a gimmicky headband or whatever and you're like, huh, that's kind of cute. And forever, for every <laughs> birthday afterwards, you get a gimmicky headband because they've latched onto that one thing you said you liked. Yep. <laughs> yep, I love that. Uh, oh, what what do you want for Christmas, Dean? Oh, then they surprise me. And then they trawl back through their memories to that one time you said, oh, I, I kind of like, 
I don't know, I kind of like Mario. But then they just get you, like, a full Mario costume and all the latest, <laughs> like, Mario merchandise or whatever. I had that with camp- uh, Volkswagen camper vans. Yes. I said that I liked them once and I just kept on getting bought stuff regarding that. I can't even drive. <laughs> and I still get loads of VW merchandise. That's amazing. Are you saying, Jay, so that... so specific. <laughs> I th- yeah, I think Queen would be kind of like that. <laughs> okay. I actually have two things I wanted to mention. In terms okay. of friends, the straight... the I'm doing air quotes, but you obviously can't see it. The mm-hmm. straight man in this is going to be some angsty teen. Mm-hmm. Okay. Maybe a, maybe a goth kid, just because Why? I feel as though rainbows are going to be so bright and ridiculous oh. that dark eyeshadow is going to work quite well with mm-hmm, this. Mm-hmm. Also, rhinestones. Yes. For oh. the costume. Okay. Potentially denim and rhinestones? Mm-hmm. I feel as though they go together quite well. I was toying with the idea of making the queen a drag queen, perhaps. Yeah, I did think of that in my head early on when I zoned out. Mm. Or maybe I'm not sure. even like... They don't necessarily have to be, like, full-on drag, but just, like, over-the-top as fuck, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. Very extra, as the kids say these days. Extra F. Hello, I'm hitting that demographic, y'all. <laughs> this, this is just a completely off-topic side note, but for future episodes, maybe adding to my New Year's goals, I want to do a drag king hero. We haven't done one of those oh. yet. Well, well, we can do that for next week, mm. depending on what the name generator is. <laughs> yeah. It's going to be the, uh, like... The super gothic, grimy, dirty, sad name generator. Oh no! Ooh, actually, no. that's a good idea. What is your? Mm. <laughs> oh well. Let, let me let me add that to my list of things. <laughs> um, I'll, I'll take one last idea before we uh uh freeze this episode. Hmm. They need to do. I think it needs to end on them doing something other than fixing the sun. Like one genuinely good thing. Maybe them fixing the sun is a side note. In order to maybe defeat whoever this final villain's going to be, mm. they end up moving the sun to kind of sort it. Like it's almost like they didn't intend for it to happen. Or maybe would... maybe the villain is like an an uh, uh what's what's the term I'm looking for? Like very similar in approach, but they are themed around sort of greed. So they give people exactly what they want and loads of it. So like loads of food, loads of money. Well, uh, oodles of time, oh, you know. I know who, who could have something to do with it. Cool. The Emperor of Infinite Moons. Who's oh. going to Who's going to really come out tops in a world where half of the world is never going to have any sun? <laughs> uh, yeah, that's a good point. <laughs> See, like, <laughs> I had a, a different idea for the ending. Okay. Something a little bit more uh, thematic, um, because uh, Queen is going to be trying to make everyone happy, mm-hmm. but maybe like sl- slowly. As the the comic goes on, they learn that they can't possibly oh, make everyone happy. That's very mm. good. Which includes like uh, the sun being frozen in place because well, that's not making everyone happy, is it? Mm. It's only making like well, literally, well, maybe maybe less than half the population. Oh, happy. okay. Let's tie the two ideas together. Stitch them. Okay, so um, they are hesitant, really hesitant to fight uh, the Emperor of Infinite Moons because. The emperor does seem to be making everyone happy, but our hero realizes no, having so much like greed satisfied is not going to make you happy. Mm-hmm. And I'm I'm not one of those people that's like, oh, money can't make you happy. Of course it fucking can. But <laughs> having like just so much like gluttonous uh, devouring of, I guess 
like stuff yeah it's not gonna make you happy um so this emperor is just indulging people they've stopped talking to each other social systems are broken down because everyone's got too much of what they want and they're just becoming like those i guess people in wally or whatever (laughs) on floating chairs yeah you know not not getting out and enjoying life and each other and stuff like that so anyway the point is um queen realizes everyone's gonna fucking hate them for destroying this villain but it needs to be done oh that's very clever nice so as a side note the sun does get fixed and everyone's like oh Look, with with their dying breath, Emperor fixed the sun for us. <laughs> and our hero's like, you know what? That's fine. As long as they're happy. Oh, walk off into the sunset. Yep. <laughs> In the rain, with a beautiful yep. rainbow. <laughs> oh, shit, that really works. Yep. Fuck, I think that's the best idea in the episode. I, We better close it there. Uh, and we won't freeze it because, you know, that's... But I never one. want this episode to end. Shing, done, <laughs> bye. No, th- what about the fleeting nature of Welcome okay. to Bitten by a Radioactive Podcast, <laughs> where we give powers to a name. I am your host, Josh, and today we're going to be talking about <laughs> comics. Josh, tell tell the nice people... Oh, thank you all, by the way, for listening. Josh, tell the nice people how they can help us perhaps uh, solidify our place in podcast history. <laughs> the, the main and pretty much the only way that we... Uh, do anything is uh, we just ask for reviews because um, we don't pay for marketing not uh, yet not yet <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah if you just leave us an iTunes review a SoundCloud review word of mouth graffiti on a wall Twitter we don't really use Facebook <laughs> but it's there same with Instagram if you want to Insta about us <laughs> I guess you could do that um, well, I don't think we're on there but talk about us anyway um, that would be appreciated and whatever handle you leave uh, on there there's a very good chance that we will stick it into a name generator for you and then you could have you could find out finally what your tarot card name is because <laughs> I know that you've been talking about it with brunch I know you have we're talking to you Janice we fucking we got your number yeah uh, so yeah that's the main way we do it um, our twitter is bbr underscore podcast uh, in a couple of days after this episode we can talk about our recommendations so you can see yeah. those softly chiselled art pieces that we talked about in Fifth Beetle. Um, you can, can see, see Sexy Watto. <laughs> and you can see the really nice art in Homunculus. Um, the Monday after that, or in the week after that. We, it has been Mondays recently. It's been very it good. It has. I've, I've been keeping on track. You've been very good. I can um, deadlines. <laughs> <laughs> You're a professional artist. It's, it's um, so on that Monday, that being said, I'm sure that now because we've confirmed a day it won't happen, oh, no. um, we should get an illustration uh, of our beautiful new hero, Queen of Frozen Rainbows. Mm-hmm. You looking forward to it, Jade? Absolutely. Excellent. Well, speaking of art, I, I was flicking through the uh, episode one manga while you guys were talking, and uh, I saw the bit where Qui-Gon bets on whether or not he's going to get Anakin or not with, you know, the, the chance the cube. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a black and white manga, and uh, you can't tell what's <laughs> red and what's blue. You've been bitten by a radioactive podcast. I am Dean, the Emperor McKnight. Yeah. I'm Jade. I'm never going to please everyone, Sarson. And I'm Josh, your brunch buddy, Randall. <laughs> <sighs> we'll see you all at brunch. Uh, don't be late. Goodbye. <laughs>